Hey there, I'm Neil DiPincino. Welcome to Business Breakthrough. So glad you could join us today. We have a really great show for you today. We're bringing on a person who has a, uh, a unique business, something that we've not really had on our program before. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But he's also a business coach, a, a dealing primarily in human resources, that type of thing. Um, and I think you're going to really enjoy the show. You're going to learn a whole lot. So just make sure you stick it out all the way to the very end. Uh, we're going to be talking today with the co-founder and CEO of DEI Pro Finders. He's a strategic HR leading uh, leader, uh, a coach, and uh, he's, I'm going to tell you, you're going to really enjoy this guy. He's a really good guy. Uh, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, welcome to the show, Juan Tavares. Juan, welcome. Awesome. Thank you so Did much I for that intro, Neil. Yeah. Did I say it right? You did. Yes, that's about all on. right. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, I was worried about that. You know, people um, have a tendency to um, kind of screw my name up in a bad way. I mean, <laughs> um, I've heard it. You know, people usually say Dipentino. It's not as Dipentino. It's actually two words. And I've heard they've added actually added, you know, uh, letters to it that and and it's always fun when you get a solicitor calling you because you know they're a solicitor they, even, they don't even get close but yes. uh, i'm so happy that i said it right and i'm so happy that you're on our show today uh juan thank you so much for joining us absolutely thank you for having me neil i'm excited too well fantastic you got a great uh background uh i was looking at your linkedin uh profile and and you have been working in uh nonprofit for some time mm -hmm. uh working in hr for uh, a really long time you started a business called dei pro finder and this is a, a business to help other businesses find other DEI consultants, but then you've taken it one step further and we'll talk a little bit further uh, more about that. But before we jump into all that, I'd like you to tell our audience just a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, thank you. So like you said, I've been uh, in the HR field 13 years, just over 13 years now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but before that, I, I started my career in the hospitality industry. So I went to school for hospitality. I thought that's what I wanted to do <laughs> long term. I was I was really mostly attracted to the potential for travel, which uh, I got to do a little bit of, but um, but it didn't it didn't it, it wasn't a good fit for me. So I did that for a few years and then eventually stumbled upon the nonprofit sector. Started uh, there as uh, an operations manager was my first role, and then quickly took on additional HR responsibilities and I got hooked to in, into the HR field. Um, and I like to think that. It makes sense for me, given my attraction to hospitality, right? Because HR at the end of the day is cr taking care of people, right? You're creating inclusive and welcoming and and uh, uh, spaces and experiences that keep people coming back, right? That, that was something that uh, one of the main things that I learned in, in my hospitality training. It's all about that experience. So mm -hmm. fast forward 13 years later, I've, I've been a HR leader in the nonprofit sector and in, in a number of organizations. Uh, but about a year and a half ago, started a what was a passion project. My wife and I co-created uh, DEI ProFinder, and uh, it was really to address a challenge that I was having as an HR leader of an organization. So, uh, as, as many uh, organizations uh, it, around 2020 started taking DEI more more seriously, given the the societal unrest and everything that was going on in our country. Um, DEI work landed on my plate as well. So I've, I've been doing traditional, what you would call traditional HR for a long time, but uh, uh, after 2020, started doing more diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And uh, there was a lot that I needed to learn about. Um, so there was a, what would you call it? Like a 
learning curve. It's a pretty steep learning curve there uh, around that work. Um, and finding what, I, what the challenge that I came across is finding the right kind of consultant for the work that I was trying to do was incredibly challenging. And it surprised me because with, with the need in, in our workforce, you would think it'd be easier. So I was literally just chatting, uh, venting really <laughs> about this to my wife one afternoon. And uh, my wife, by the way, is a clinical psychologist. She's got a private practice here in Phoenix and very successful. Um, but she literally says she, she, she lists her business on Psychology Today, which is a mental health uh, directory online. And she said, why isn't there a, a Psychology Today version for DI consultants? Can't you just go on there? And I said, wow, that's actually brilliant. Uh, let me see. I don't know. <laughs> so we started doing some digging around. And I did come across a couple of sites that, that uh, claimed to have a list of consultants, but it was behind a paywall which uh, for me, mm. it just didn't, it didn't sit, it didn't, it didn't, um, I didn't really like that feeling that it's like, oh, I have to pay you money to then find out if you have what I need. Um, right. So I was like, okay, there might be an opportunity here. So I, we, we started to build DI ProFinder and uh, we, we launched it in June or August of 2022. And then in November, just a year ago today or this month, I left my, my job uh, to do it full time. So uh, nice. here we are, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have, I th- what you tell me, you have like 140 some consultants that are on site now? Just over 120 right now, yes. 120. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you're going to be at 140 in no time at all. So <laughs> I I, I'm a positive thinker. What can I say? <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because a lot of businesses, they really concentrate on, you know, building the business, uh, building sales, uh, you know, the things that, you know, that top line type stuff that everybody, you know, is always kind of looking for, the profits and all that. But really to get there, you got to have the right step the right kind of people in order to have the right kind of people you got to right, build the right culture is that correct 100 percent. yes yeah, yeah. so um the dei uh component in that is something that you know employees are, are looking for they want to find that culture where everybody where it's a fit for them can you explain a little bit more what dei is all about absolutely yeah so because there's there's a as you probably know just a ton of information and and a lot of talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion out there. Um, But from my perspective, diversity, equity, and inclusion is directly connected, like you said, to, or it should be, if if you're doing it well, to every aspect of the business. It It isn't a program or initiative or a department, it really needs to be embedded into everything that we do, right? So um, from an HR perspective, and this is why I think because it's so connected to people, it makes sense for a often HR leaders to lead this work or, or for there to be a very strong partnership between the HR team and the DEI uh, team or department um, because it's so connected to, to, the, to the individual experience. But beyond that, that's sort of at its core, right? But then the next, the other layers, or if you, if you think about it as a ripple effect, it's going to impact the way that you do business, the way that teams start to engage with each other when you think about uh, the leveraging everyone's unique identities, right? The diversity on the team to ensure that you're getting the best uh, uh, work uh, out, of, out of your folks, but also engaging in ways that are meaningful. So uh, uh, embracing different communication styles and addressing people's needs as, as in, in that workflow process will get you a better outcome and better product, which will then impact your 
audience and your 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 customers, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's connected to everything that, that a business does. Now the the challenge, and this is where a lot of my work comes in, right? There, when when this uh, unfortunately when when this work is not done well, uh, a lot of challenges pop up, right? And this is what we're hearing a lot about in the media um, with uh, entire DI departments being eliminated or, or, or those DI roles being, uh, t- you know, laid off because they didn't, they didn't give that work enough time, right? That they're, they're, this is a change process. Like we're, we're, we're changing the way that we're working and we're changing the way that we're talking about uh, the work experience then it's going to take time for people to people to catch on. Now, one of the things that I do in, in, in my practice is that, like I said earlier, it's not about training. It's not just about training. It's not just about having a DEI strategy or program. It's about embedding it into everything that you're doing. So starting with an, an HR audit, right? Let's, let's look at your policies, your practices, your procedures. How are they uh, uh, ensuring that, we're, that they're meeting the needs of everyone? Uh, in the organization, right? That's just like a first uh, starting point as an assessment. And then going from there, because what, what what I've noticed is that organizations sort of skip that step <laughs> and then they, they dive into the deep end. Let's, you know, we start talking about racial identity and, and you know, uh, uh, microaggressions and, and, and white privilege before we've actually set the foundation for uh, the safety that needs to be in place in order for those conversations to be fruitful. Um, so, now we're in this in this space at least i find myself in a lot of my work having to unpack some of the stuff that's been done in order to go back to the basics and and almost start over um yeah i I went on a tangent there a little bit but no you're fine you're you're actually i love what you were saying and one thing i really like about what you're saying is this is that you're you call your business a practice and and i and i agree with that i mean if you take a look at what's happening in our world uh and the way people work and the way people uh interact and in the workplace it's evolved from the time that i started in business to now and it's going to continue to evolve you know over the next several years and and maybe it'll evolve forever i don't know but i you know there's really i guess there's levels of expertise in this area right Mm -hmm. but because of the change in the evolution of it, it's like it's it is like a practice. You have to continue to, to learn, to come up with new concepts, to come up with new ideas that, you know, make the workplace safe for everyone involved. One hundred percent. Yeah. And it's 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 I, I, I agree with that. It's a commitment to to learning uh, and evolving with with the needs of of the people, especially today. You think about the amount of uh, generations in the workforce right now. Right. And all the different needs and expectations of, of what work should be and look like, uh, and as as leaders and business owners, we have to be aware of that and and, and ensure that we're creating places that are balanced, right? Because it's not one one um, like a mistake some folks make is trying to please everyone. They think that the DEI work means everyone needs to feel comfortable or everyone needs to have their Meet, uh, needs met, which is really, ch- it's, I, I would say is impossible. What, what I like to think is you, you have to be people centered, right? You want to ensure that you are being, you are aware of, of, of the needs and the identities and, and everything else of your people. And you have to be business focused because it's, it's two sides of the same coin. You can't, you can't only focus on one side and then expect success. Like it has to be uh, in service of the business, which is why we're, 
we're all there, right? Even when I was in mm-hmm. HR internally, it's like, hey, I'm here to advocate for employees and staff members of this organization. And that has to serve the business because it can't, it's not one or the other. Right, right. It's not adversarial. It shouldn't be adversarial. It should be, um, uh, you know, a way that we can come together to for a common cause. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, right. Fantastic. So uh, now you have the DEI Pro Finder, which is uh, 120 some odd uh, consultants. That's how people can, you know, find somebody that might be a fit for their business. Uh, we were just talking a little bit before we started the podcast and you told me that you've transitioned into coaching on your own, yeah. which is a, a kind of a, a, a new fun type thing, I would imagine. A little scary maybe at times, but uh, uh, how's that going for you? Yeah. Thanks for asking, Neil. So the, the, the business has evolved in, in an interesting way and we've sort of embraced it, right? Go, going with it uh, and, and as addressing the needs that are that are coming to us. So the, the first need we address with the directory is just access, right, to consultants and 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 an understanding of the breadth of experience that is out there. And I like to say that no two DI consultants are alike, right? Even even if they focus in the same niche, right? They're they bring a, a unique lived experience to their work and and are going to have a unique perspective. So valuing that, right, valuing the difference within the d- diversity landscape, if you will. Um, but the second piece now, we've, we've, we have this directory and, and folks are, are, are using it. We started getting about six months ago outreach uh, or from HR leaders that are saying, this is great, except I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know <laughs> where to start or I don't know what I need. And uh, that opened up a door for us to do one-on-one consulting, which has turned into coaching, really, because it's not a one and done kind of situation. It's really I, I work, I, I, I guide them through that initial journey. And it's been to your point, it's been scary because this is this is new for me. Uh, and it's been really cool to see the vast majority of people that I work with right now are basically a previous version of me, right? They're HR leaders uh, in a growth phase or, or mid-career that are looking for guidance around this work. And, and that's where I was just five years ago, three years ago. So it's been, it's been nice to be able to share my l- learnings and, 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 and my mistakes, because I made a lot <laughs> yeah. uh, with, with my co- clients and, and then helping them do that work better than I did the first time around. Sure. We all, you know, we all, all make mistakes, right? And that's how we, we learn, you know, um, and fortunately or hopefully we, we, we don't make too many of them. They're not too, <laughs> too bad, but yeah. uh, some are worse than others. Right. But it is a learning experience. And that's how uh, I, you know, I think personally, I think uh, I, I, I love the fact that the mistakes that I've made, I've learned from them and I'm able to share with people not only, you know, how they should do things, but maybe how they should not do things and some of the pitfalls they should look for in their businesses, yes. whether it be HR or anything else. So who is a typical client for you, Juan? Yeah. So the, the, the main uh, my main audience right now is HR leaders. Uh, and those are the ones that I get to coach and, and, and go deeper with. Okay. Are um, they small businesses or are they what what size business will you typically work typically work with? Small to mid sized. Yeah. OK. So because we do have I do have a couple of coaching clients that are in uh, that oversee uh, a thousand employees or so. So would that be considered mid sized? I think that's. The top end of midsize. <laughs> it's a little bit bigger than my business. I can tell you that. Right <laughs> so it's been it's been fun, but but the vast majority, to no surprise, is uh, uh, nonprofit 
folks because yeah. again that's where my expertise lies and then on the on the flip side on, on the more less coaching more consulting i do have a couple of nonprofit uh, small businesses that that are the ceos of those companies are leading the dei work because they don't have an internal hr so i mm -hmm. serve as their uh consultant in that work and and have you know more on the strategy development side than the execution piece but yeah it's been fun. So when somebody reaches out to you, so uh, you're talking about CEOs and, and, and the uh, uh, nonprofits, uh, small businesses, when they reach out to you uh, with concerns uh, mm -hmm. about, you know, the, the culture of their business, the DEI uh, portion of their business, what is your process in working with them? How do you get from, you know, having a concept to actually putting that concept into into work? Yeah, great question. So I do a couple of things because oftentimes the it's kind of it's kind of like being a doctor. The, the 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 issue that somebody comes to your office with is is a symptom of something else, right? So I like to do like a root cause analysis um, of of what folks are coming to me with. So a CEO can come to me and say, "Hey, I'm having a retention issue." I was like, "Okay, so you might think the solution is we need to hire more people, but." when you ask more questions and you and you figure out like why why are people leaving like what is it that are causing is causing the retention issue because we need to address that before we focus on hiring more people right so uh so that's just a, like a like a simple example of of how i do it so it requires an assessment so i do often um one of the first phases of the work is both an HR assessment but also a culture assessment which requires many interviews with uh, other folks, well, well, not other folks, but people across the organization. So not just leadership. I want to talk to anyone in the field. I want to talk to middle managers, um, anyone uh, that that is is a you know. I want to get a cross section uh, of perspectives of how people are experiencing the organization because you might not have any issues at the top, but they might be you know hidden or or, or unspoken about at the bottom. Um, so so I want to get a sense of all of that before I. Uh, can develop uh, a strategy. And even in, in that work, I, I take a very agile approach. And it's like, I'm, I don't, I'm not interested in developing a, a one or two year strategy. I want to, let's focus on the next three months. Let, let, let's right. see what change we can make in, in the next quarter and then address, you know, uh, uh, fine tune the plan as we go along because we can't, we, we just, there's so much we don't know. And, and because we're talking about people, it's, it's very nuanced. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's my initial step. Well, I like, I like the baby steps part of that. Uh, it makes a lot of sense because there's just not, I mean, you can't just come in and just one big swoop and try to change everything. It just doesn't work. You have to yeah. kind of chip away from it. So I really like the, uh, you know, the, that, uh, that comment that you made on that. Um, do you run into any kind of, um, I don't know, uh, interference or people are people always willing to tell you what's on their mind about their business yeah not always <laughs> yeah uh yeah there's uh you it, it runs the gamut you've got folks that are eager to share everything and and uh want want to want to vent essentially to to an hr professional because oftentimes these are so i'm on both sides when i'm when i'm working with hr leaders they see a partner in me, right? They're like, oh, you get it. I'm going to tell you, yeah. <laughs> here's the real deal. Right. Uh, and then when I'm working with a small uh, for-profit uh, that doesn't have an HR department, then this is like a relief for them. They're like, oh, somebody who can help me, you know, make a change or, or navigate this with me. But to your point, there are some folks that are, they're, they're 
reluctant, right? Let's say, let's use that word to, to say too much because they don't, they don't know. And, and oftentimes I get that because uh, I'm still a stranger, right? So I, I, I focus then when, when I hit those roadblocks on building relationships. So it's, uh, if, if it's a local client, those are my favorite because I can go in person and, mm-hmm. and have coffee chats. I can, I can join an all staff meeting and do some team building with them. So, so they know that I'm, I'm, they get to they get a better sense of who I am and how I operate, as opposed to just being someone on a screen that's asking them to <laughs> divulge right. all their secrets. Um, right. So yeah, I, and 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 that's that's also why it's important to get for me uh, a cross section of of interviews because uh, to balance that out, you're going to get more information from some and, and less from others. But um, the more folks I get to talk to, the 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 more balanced that is. Sort of most of the clients that you're working with, they've already identified a problem, like you said, the, the retention problem. Or are, do you have clients that come to you before they really get the ball rolling, like startups that say, I want to do this the right way and I want to start this thing the right way? Do you ever see any of that? I have one right now. Um, yeah. It's not it's not as typical, if uh, at least in my experience. Um, but this person is is this individual is starting a, a, a company um, and they're very uh, invested in the DEI work. So want to get it right from the beginning. Um, but yeah, I wish, I wish I had more clients like that so that I can <laughs> get, uh, get, get it all sorted before things start to go wrong. Right. Well, maybe we just have to have a conversation at some point in time. Which, yeah. you know, I, I, well, we are having a conversation. I mean, maybe offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, so you've got a couple of ways to get in contact with, obviously you have the, the website, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the finder. Uh, and then you also have your own um, consultant or your own coaching business. How do people get in contact with you personally if they want to hire you or talk to you about being a coach for them? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. So the DI Pro Finder is, is the main way to go. Uh, but also LinkedIn is, is, is basically my business development tool. <laughs> so I answer every message I get on LinkedIn and, and engage uh, with folks that way. And then if we have to hop off LinkedIn and go into email, we can do that there as well. But but for any initial engagement, uh, LinkedIn is my LinkedIn page is, is where to go. Fantastic. Any parting thoughts, my friend? Let's see. I think, uh, well, first of all, it was it was great to be on your show. Thank you again for having me. Uh, Absolutely. Enjoyed our conversation. And I would say um, more generally for, for your listeners, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. I think there's uh, I, I one 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 lesson I've learned over the last year is because there were so many times I wanted to just throw in the towel and say, this is, <laughs> this isn't working All in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but consistency and, and, and just showing up with, with enthusiasm every day, um, really, uh, makes a difference and, and opens doors. And here I am, I, I would have never thought I was going to be on a podcast like this. Um, and, and here I am. So, it's it's uh, this, the proof is in the pudding, right? So this is uh, that's right. Uh, what happens when when you just stick with it and and keep your eye on on on, on the goal? Well, you're a wonderful guest. We really appreciate you having having letting us. Boy, I already messed that up already. Thank you for being on our show. <laughs> Thanks for spending some time with us today. I appreciate Absolutely. it, Juan. Thank you, Neil. Right, so that's our show for today. So thrilled y'all could be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That's works with an X. Also, check out all of our great hosts on Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time, thanks for being with us. Bye-bye.